Welcome to the podcast of tomorrow. I am Lindsay Wilson. We are a Futurama podcast, and today we are talking about season two, episode six, Brannigan, Begin Again. But before all that, I'd like to introduce my co-host, Alex Coons. Alex, how's it going? Hello, I'm good. You're totally right with it feels like there needs to be something more in that opening. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know what to do. <laughs> and that's it. That's what we are. I don't know what to do. And every time I just like, I think I'm also rusty again. And I'm like, I don't know. I need to just get What did you do like, on Bojack? Exposing myself as a non-horse girl. But uh, so <laughs> Kirsten does it on Bojack. But she goes like, she's like, hello, everyone. And welcome back to Bojack Horsepod, the Bojack Carson story. Today we're talking about blah, blah, blah. I'm Kirsten McInnes here as always with Lindsay Wilson. Okay. Has it gone? <laughs> yeah, similar. Yeah. She doesn't sound as uncertain as I do. As I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, no hanging question marks at the. At we like are a Futurama podcast, yeah. I think. I don't know. Yeah, God. Anyway, it's the same day. We're recording again. Yeah. What did? What do you think we did this week? What did we do this week? So I would have been at a cottage. Had a nice mm-hmm. week, probably. The weather's supposed to be good. The water's been warm. So. What kind of stuff do you do at the cottage? Not a lot, honestly. Go for walks sometimes. Last summer, mm-hmm. I was running there, but obviously, oh. I didn't bring any of my running shit with me because yeah. I'm on vacation. Yeah. So, yeah. Did you get... Are you a good runner? Did you, like, get into running? No. Do you aspire no, no. to to run long distances super not so i hate running it's terrible i hate it a lot and the mm-hmm. best i ever got was during covid and it was like i could run five kilometers and my goal was always to do it my goal was to be able to do five kilometers without walking and mm-hmm. through covid i was like all right i have made it up to like three and a half kilometers without walking getting pretty close and i felt like i was at the point where if i just like pushed myself i could get all the yeah. way in and then i started having problems with my knee and so yeah. i was like all right i'm gonna start wearing a knee brace and then it was just oh, so no. demoralizing that i was like <laughs> i'm going to run very sporadically and that didn't help and so i started running a little bit in vancouver finally met my goal of doing it in less than half an hour and i have not run since <laughs> just put it to bed that's it done yeah. with that <laughs> let's never run again i yeah. hate it i never got so that i liked it i i I basically I haven't run since 2012 maybe when I was like in college and being like oh I guess I should exercise and mm-hmm. I guess I should run because I'm like intimidated by the gym or whatever I hate the gym so um, much <laughs> I I liked the gym before COVID and now mm-hmm. I don't like the gym but I bike I bike a lot that's good biking um, is good yeah and yeah. it's more fun I also enjoy my bike I went biking right before I came on this trip and I was like oh man need to do this more yeah. I hate the gym just because they're profiting off of making you hate yourself so that bothered yeah. me <laughs> there's definitely that there's the whole like they just want you to actively not use the service which is weird I, I wonder if I like biking because I can bike for much longer than I can like run or or lift weights or whatever and so as someone who like compulsively listens to four hour long podcasts it's just like <laughs> it's it's a nice fit with with podcast listening I guess that's I imagine that people that do like ultra marathons, it's the same thing, but they can just tolerate that for running. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like I just, I can't imagine it. Like every second that I'm running, I'm like, I want this not to be happening <laughs> yeah. anymore. I want this to be over and I can just sit on the floor and listen to my podcast. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it's terrible. So yeah, I recently, someone was talking about the gym that they went to and I described it as a cult and <laughs> people don't appreciate that. They get really into their gyms, not unlike a cult, but yeah. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah. All right, so that's what we did this, or that's what you did this past <laughs> week. You, yeah, what did you do, Alex? Um, there's a new chess store in the neighborhood that oh, yeah, we're going to swing by tomorrow. 
Yeah, still hallucinating chests as I talk uh-huh. to people. It's bad. It's real bad. <laughs> I went to, we, um, we got the Alamo Draft House movie pass and we saw a pretty bad movie yesterday. We saw Vengeance by BJ Novak, which he's kind of a unlikable guy. Or like, there's just something about him that- About BJ Novak? Yeah, that is a little bit weird. I don't quite know what it is, but he doesn't have, he doesn't have a ton of- you know the movie star charm that you might <laughs> hmm. he was recently on conan and i was like oh he must be promoting something but i clearly was not paying attention to what that he was promoting. so we went to see this like fairly mediocre movie and i was like just sitting there a little bit bored and i whispered to my girlfriend i'm hallucinating so much chess right now <laughs> just, <laughs> just it's all i'm doing you're sure yeah. for i'm not engaged in what is happening <laughs> Yeah, like I've just yeah. seen pieces move around. <laughs> how, how are we feeling about the return of Movie Pass? Are you happy that it's happening? So we're in New York, where there's lots of access for for these different chains. We did the Alamo version of Movie Pass. Honestly, I'm like a little bit disappointed by their selection. They we've seen like every movie that they have open right now and like there are no new ones this weekend so like we're a little bit disappointed by it they don't like refresh that often maybe it's just like a bad week for movies but so we're thinking about oh maybe we should look at like the regal version or whatever when movie pass itself comes back (laughs) that will be very interesting i love that company about i know how much of a shit show it is what's the best thing you've seen with your new movie pass situation Let's see. Not to put you on the spot. Yeah, yeah, something Um, good you saw. So I've seen Thor, which was fine. I saw Bodies, 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 which is like a Gen Z like slasher movie starring Pete Davidson, Um, (laughs) which was fun. Uh, It was fine. (laughs) It it was like a a Gen Z comedy slasher movie. It was fine. I saw The Thing from 1982, which I'd never seen before, which I found Mm -hmm. very boring. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I saw Vengeance and I saw one other. Oh, I saw Marcel Mar- Marcel yes. Michelle's shoes on, which was incredible. It? it was so good. I want to see it, it so badly. No, I it haven't. It is really good. It is by far the best thing you saw of it. I had a brief window of time where I could have seen it before we went on the strip and I did not take advantage. And now I'm like, oh, when am I yeah. going to watch this? Because everyone says it's amazing. I love Jenny Slate so much. I love that her little shorts about Marcel Michelle. And I am very happy that that is what you said. So It's really, really good. <laughs> Okay, incredible. All right, well, that's great. Another thing that we watched is this episode of Futurama. <laughs> yes. Hello, it's the Futurama podcast. This is probably why we got that one-star rating. It's probably Honestly. the people that hate the banter. Oh, my God. Hopefully, by the time you're listening to this, that has been redacted or someone came back and changed it or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I just I prefer not to think about it. Yeah. Oh, God. But this one's got a cold, ho- cold open. It's some weird, like, speaking of chess. Yeah, <laughs> space chess. Yeah, space chess. The players kind of attack each other. Horsey to pointy guy six. Yes, I I thought that this was a pretty direct reference to the like your chessboard from Star Wars. Like it's the thing that's Mm. sitting in the Millennium Falcon in terms of just like being the round board and there are like, you know, wedges as the squares basically. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And then in our opening sequence, not Y3K compliant, we have talked at great length about our Y2K experience. Yes. Did I bring up how real Y2K is happening with, with it's called something else, 2038, though, right? the 2038 problem? Yes, I, I'm quite sure that you talked about it on this podcast, but I can't yes. be sure. You're very worried yeah. about it. 
Yeah, I am very worried, worried about it. And this might literally be what we talked about like two weeks ago, but <laughs> for the first time ever, something at work came up where I had to like set a date super far in the future. So I'm just like, okay, I'm going to set it for like the year 3000. And then it aired out and said, oh, you can only set it to 2038. And so it's Whoa. like, it's happening. Dang. <laughs> All right. Well, that's troubling. Yeah. But everyone get prepared. I don't know. I think we'll be like deep in the water wars by 2038 anyway. Yeah. I mean, we'll have to see where this podcast is. Like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully by then we'll have 50 reviews. Yeah. Just 15 years into the future on the podcast run. Uh, yes, exactly. But so, Alex, what did you have written down as your cartoon? Boop, daddies. I thought this one was kind of boring. I had dancing pigs. Okay, you're not saying that with any sort of tone. I wrote Dancing Pigs again? Yeah, okay, is it like a total repeat? A total repeat. So this is Pigs in a Polka, which was also featured in Mars University. Yeah. Yeah. Three Little Pigs, Fantasia, familiar story of Three Little Pigs set to the Hungarian dances, number five, seven, six, and 17. (laughs) started doing it, it this this connects to our discussion about exercise so I, I bike and so i do like the peloton courses and stuff and so i found i have now been doing exclusively classical music peloton wow. courses which <laughs> i feel like is a very roastable thing for me to be doing of listening <laughs> to on my music. peloton with my classical music yeah well i just don't like music so i'm like uh, you know might as well listen to some classical music oh my god incredible so, do you feel like it's making you more educated no, it makes it more bearable. It's like, it make you, you know. fancy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. All right. So this episode, first of all, what do you think of this episode? It's another Brannigan one. Another Brannigan one. Yeah, I thought it was good. I think I liked it more than Titanic. Which, what are the other Brannigan episodes we have? Titanic and then just the opening one? Or his yeah, I think so. One? Just yeah, yeah. the one where they go to get the animals and Layla hooks up with him. Yeah, I think that this is probably my favorite of the three. What do you think? I think so. It's a bit more character building and it's funny and we got just more of him and like we've gotten hints of it where it's like he triumphantly went after the like retiree people and all this stuff and here we're just seeing his like blatant cowardice right in front of our faces so yeah it's nice to also have him like interacting with the crew in more of a like Mm -hmm. actual way where i feel like in the all all the other episodes he's like in a position of power he's like Mm -hmm. on, on the bridge of the ship and in this one he's like in the you know doing the delivery work with them Yes. Yeah. And I think we we get a glimpse into how he managed to get where he is, both at the beginning and at the end, where like we see how he manages to get Bender and Fry to join his mutiny. We see how he gets Leela to just like completely throw away everything she stands for at the end. <laughs> yes. So yeah, I think it's good stuff. Yeah, good good Kiff stuff too, of like mm-hmm. we we get more insight into how Kiff and Brannigan work together and then also how like even though Kip is treated terribly how he's still kind of annoying for mm-hmm. still kind of annoying <laughs> yes yes exactly and so basically opens up on the professor saying that they have a mission where they can further the cause for intergalactic peace and brian Bender are just like pass <laughs> watching yeah. cartoons <laughs> Leela is very into it and it turns out that they have to deliver the ceremonial oversized scissors to dupe headquarters yes i love dupe it's like the federation from star trek Yes, very good. It is something with it which no ribbon cutting could proceed, and we'll get them there as quickly as we can. And the professor's like, well, all right, but don't run with them. Yes. <laughs> I was looking forward to, I knew it would happen, and it indeed did happen, but I was looking forward to the eventual rock, paper, scissors joke with these with the giant set of scissors. Yes, very funny. I really like it. I also really en- 
enjoy. So the headquarters is floating around the neutral planet, and uh, I like a lot of, of these neutral jokes. Some of them, they're, they're I feel classic. like it gets old, but some of them are very good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're, they're very good. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I ask the head guy, like, what are your feelings about having dupe around your planet? And he's like, I have no strong feelings one way or the other. Yeah. Zap, like, unquestionably hates the neutral planet for reasons that aren't really explained, but mm-hmm. he's constantly saying that he hates them for their neutrality. Yeah, he's like, with, like, various enemies, you at least know where they stand. But with the neutral people, like, how can you possibly know where they stand? Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, so Zap Brannigan decides that these ceremonial scissors are part of an assassination plot against the Yarn <laughs> people of Nylar 4. Yeah, I like that quick cut to them of, like, them sitting around a table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're just sitting there, and he's like, oh, so it's like a weird, I don't know, it's a neutral plot to assassinate a weird-looking alien. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then we get the joke that you mentioned. Do you have it written down? It's the rock, paper, scissors joke. Zap is, like, discussing the scissors, and says you forgot one thing rock crushes scissors but paper covers rock and scissors cut paper kiff we have a conundrum mm-hmm. search them for paper and bring yeah. me a rock yeah <laughs> yes uh, another line here I, I think it's good that we're, we've been tracking this as we go the triumphant carpet bombing of eden 7 <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I like that too uh, just some amazing paradise that they have carpet bombed mm-hmm. yes triumphantly zap has taken away the crew and then he's up on his own ship and he, they're like you're supposed to be cutting the ribbon right now And he's like oh don't worry i'll just like use the laser and he cuts through the ribbon actually quite effectively but then just leaves it on and it slices <laughs> through the entire building yeah right he sets the laser to hyper death there's like a couple of different modes of the laser of like mm-hmm. normal death and hyper death and then yes. yeah the the entire station explodes and the like atrium goes spinning off into space Yes, preventing a lot of deaths by having it go spinning off instead of exploding like the rest of it. But uh, yeah, he also has a good line of, I don't need your, I don't think that's wise attitude. (laughs) Yeah. So they go to the former dupe headquarters, which is in Weehawken, New New Jersey. Is that a place? Yeah, Weehawken. Aren't you, are you a Hamilton head? Were you you big into Hamilton? Hamilton Oh man, that's surprising. Here's the thing. So (laughs) we had tickets to go see Hamilton. We... Obviously had our thing get canceled because it's 2020. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'm obviously going to watch it on Disney Plus. And Cam was like, no, we're going to wait Got and go it. see it. And we still haven't. And I would like to just watch it. Uh, Weehawken is like the site of all the duels. So they would like go from yeah. New York City and Manhattan. And then they would like go across to New Jersey where they where they have all the <laughs> duels. Lawless New Jersey. <laughs> the, the, literally a, a line in Hamilton is anything is legal in New Jersey. Incredible. Yeah. So... Yes, Zap is being court-martialed. He stands accused of blowing up dupe headquarters. And I just want to say, neither Wikipedia nor Futurama Wiki has this noted as a cultural reference. But they say, how do you plead? And he says, absolutely, 99% not guilty. Which, at the time, this would have been exceedingly relevant to O.J. Simpson's absolutely 100% not guilty. Is that is that an O.J. quote that he says? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. And nice. I have consumed so much O.J. content in the last few <laughs> years that I was like, oh, my God, this is a thing. And it's not mentioned on either of wow. the wikis. Breaking ground. I know. This is why you listen, 70 listeners. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we've probably talked about O.J. before, but it was like right in the sweet spot of me not being me knowing it was a thing but not understanding what it was about like when I would watch like Seinfeld and they did so many O.J. Yes. jokes and jokes like this. Yes. Um yeah, I definitely mostly knew it initially from like Seinfeld and things like that. And then 
I got really into. So on You're Wrong About, they, the host there, Sarah Marshall, she's just like obsessed with O.J. Simpson content. And she did like a 13 episode series about it. And I was like, no one's going to like want to listen to 13 episodes about this. And I was obsessed. And I learned yeah. so much. And then wow. I watched the American Crime Story yeah. version of events. David and it was like, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I watched that and it was really good too. But like by episode two, they were doing the Bronco chase versus the You're Wrong About version, which took like 13 episodes to get to the Bronco right. chase. <laughs> so yeah, this is another hilarious. tangent about BJ Novak's vengeance. But the, the plot of that movie is like BJ Novak is going to the middle of nowhere, Texas and recording a podcast there. And so there's like, and it's like a podcast that's like the, you know, a serial-esque podcast cast of like highly produced highly i don't even know how to describe it but you know they have like a team working on the narrative and stuff and so it was just a lot of like podcast references and i couldn't help but laugh at like everything that they were doing compared to (laughs) this whatever we do here (laughs) yeah whatever we do here yeah (laughs) because when you said bj novak in response to oj simpson it reminded me also a tangent but this is one of my favorite things that i learned from that case was that so oj's girlfriend at the time paula barbieri was like accused of also sleeping with his best friend ac cowlings she was like ac and oj did they think i was trying to make an alphabet soup and i laughed (laughs) anyway (laughs) that case has such a such wide appeal it's just it still holds up to this day (laughs) totally holds up oh god all right let's move on so the prosecutor is the hyper chicken we are gonna see quite a bit and he gets referred to as like a backwoods hillbilly prosecutor yeah i love this guy i thought that this was a to kill a mockingbird right is this atticus finch yeah i think there's something about this that makes it more explicit later but like i i think that's the idea (laughs) yeah Uh, i thought he was very funny like well i'm no like big city lawyer like Mm -hmm. uh, yeah i i really like this random chicken Yes, I do too. He's very good. I'd never heard him described as the hyper chicken, but uh, he does mm-hmm. in fact say that. So yeah, so basically they're going to, the, the judge keeps going, I'm going to allow this. I, and- I was going to say, I also love the judge of like, she seems like a hard ass, but then she like immediately caves to any request and I, <laughs> I'm going to allow it. Yeah, the jury is instructed to disregard its own testimony because he yeah. just like asks them if they're going to convict. <laughs> yeah, how they're going to vote. Yeah. Yeah. So she says, like, the evidence against Zap is strong, but in light of his years of service and the incompetence of this hillbilly prosecutor, <laughs> I'm going to throw it all charges or whatever. And then Leela's like, wait, stop. I want to testify. Like, I'm going to allow this. Yeah. And so the prosecutor says, on the date in question, were you or were you not wearing a hoop skirt? <laughs> <laughs> My God. <laughs> and then she basically says, like, he did it. I watched him with my own eye. And yeah. Anyway, and then they find him guilty and Layla just goes, woo. Yeah. Zap cross examines her and mm-hmm. it continues to be a little bit awkward with like constantly referencing back to the time that they slept together. Fry gives an ooh. ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very good. And we get a cameo from uh, Slurm. Oh, yeah. 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 The like, what was his name? I guess he was just like the worm that got split in half. So he still got the squeaky voice from when he was cut in half. Yeah, is that that's the is that the party Slurm or is that no, Slurm no. McKenzie? No, Slurm's McKenzie was crushed under the rubble. Okay, maybe I don't remember who this is. How this is just the Willy Wonka figure. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, he's like the foreman, and he's like guilty. Yeah, uh, but so. Zap and Kif both get their titles taken away, partly because Zap is being dismissed and then he's like, it was mostly Kif's fault. Yeah, Kif is immediately stripped of his titles as well. Yes, it always made me laugh too that he's like, Kif, come here and hold up the flag. Wave it a little for God's sake. (laughs) Yeah. Poor Kif. But as we come to learn this episode, also not poor Kif because sometimes he's just annoying. (laughs) 
Yes. Yeah. So they both kind of wander around. There's a long montage of them looking for work. Kiff gets sold into sex work. Sort of problematic yeah, a there. Bit odd. Yeah. Yeah. And then it cuts back to Planet Express, where Leela is breaking up the third hose fight of today, second involving actual hoses. <laughs> Fry has like drawn in the dirt of the ship some like Leela face. Like, so. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And so Zap and Kif show up at the door because Leela's the only person who ever loved him. And Leela's like about to push the slam button on the door, which I think is very funny. <laughs> I like that she says, I didn't love you. And he says, Love me phys- physically. Mm-hmm. I mean. <laughs> yes, which adds a bit to why he was like, I've made it with the, with the woman, inform the yeah. men. Yeah. yeah. But so anyway, so then they are going off to Stumbos 4, a very high gravity planet, and they are going to have to deliver some pillows. <laughs> uh, and the gravity there is so high, you'll be most likely be crushed under the weight of your own hair. Yeah, I thought this was a clever planet. And I, I really like the animation once they actually get on the planet. I, I was laughing at Farnsworth, forgetting who the crew was. Uh, yeah, he has <laughs> to ask, like, which ones are the new ones? And this is a very light Bender episode, but but he says, oh, who are you? He asks Bender, and Bender says, I'm Bender, you know, the lovable rascal. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's like, oh, my old friend, of course. <laughs> yeah. So Alila gets described at this time. Like, we start seeing the beginnings of Zap trying to manipulate Fry and Bender into following him instead. And he's like, oh, my God, like, Leela sounds pretty strict. And Bender goes, and mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, so they're like, well, we're going to work together to stick it to her or whatever. But Kif, meanwhile, is, like, desperately falling for Leela because of how nice she is to him. I don't think he's even really falling for Leela. He's just like, Leela no. is like the first person to ever yeah. give him any attention. And he's just, he just eats that up. <laughs> yeah, it's not romantically falling for him, but definitely being like, oh, this is the person I want to be with forever as yeah. my commanding officer. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like she at one point says like, nice work or something. And he's like, wait, yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so Leela's like, all right, the deliver these pillows and you have to deliver them one at a time. And Bender's like, they're not very heavy, but you don't hear me, me not complaining. <laughs> Zap goes into a long a long rant about wanting a spanking policy for disobeying the captain. Yes, and he's willing to go in in the stead of Fry and Bender. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yeah, so Leela's like, all right, you got to deliver them one at a time, otherwise you'll break the dolly. And then immediately they're like, well, I got an idea. Like, let's just bring all of them at once. All in the same dolly. The dolly. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever had a job of like hauling slash warehouse work? Like, have you ever needed to use a dolly? Never had to use a dolly except for like moving shit. But when mm-hmm. I was a child, I spent a lot of time moving bales of hay around. Oh my god! Person, did it? Were you instructed on how many bales of hay to put on the the fork of a tractor? I don't know what what it's called. <laughs> so we used to have square bales when I was a young person because there were so many children to do labor. So <laughs> are square bales yeah. bales harder? They're much lighter than the round ones. So oh, like, I got it. Say some of them would be like, say, 25 pounds or something. It's just like child labor approved square bales. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so you can put those on this little hay elevator and they get carried on up to the barn. And then once they fall into a pile on the barn floor, you then stack them neatly inside the barn. Big okay. fire hazard, though. <laughs> Did you enjoy this process? Was this like, do you look back on it fondly or is it like? I do now in that I think it was probably character building or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good (laughs) story. I got a cool $20. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So, yes. But anyway, yeah, to your point, what about you? Did you have to do any of this? I worked at at like a, a science kit packing facility 
once. I think I probably talked about that before. I think that that's like the only place where I would have had to, you know, like be shuffling, like, oh, go get the the, the Petri dishes from the <laughs> other side of the warehouse, right? And I think I would have done the same thing of like being very impatient and working under probably hazardous conditions of like, oh, let me just try to take this all in one trip. <laughs> very fair. Yeah, I also liked Fry being like, this lead apron will protect me from the ground. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> what an idiot yeah you had mentioned the animation here i love it too fry and leela's hair especially just kind of collapses as soon as they step outside yeah they do a little bit with i mean zap always has like a bit of a gut and he's like always kind of busting through his uh, his various clothing but they could do a good job with that too of like making him look like a little bit i don't know like stretched out and droopy and yeah the, the, it, it, it all looks pretty good yeah, Kif's head just falls. Like his <laughs> yeah. neck can't support it anymore. Leela's ponytail, very heavy looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so each pillow now weighs 150 pounds. I feel like if we looked into this, it's probably not scientifically legit that they could like walk around out there, but I don't know. Oh, interesting. If if it if the gravity like, you know, is 150 times multiplier, yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how much a pillow weighs, like yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably. Even if we're being generous and call it five. Like, right. You know, anyway, that's fine. We're not here to be <laughs> scientists. <nitpick>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Kif is kind of ranting continuously about Zap to Leela, and she's clearly just like, oh my God, can we talk about anything else? I'm so Getting over this. Yeah. And Kif is just incapable of <laughs> talking about anything else. He's like, how about them? Uh, Okay, so he's in the tub, all right? <laughs> I mean, I I personally worry that that I have relationships like this where it's like, well, I know I can talk to you about this one thing. And so that's all I'm ever going to talk to you about because that's all we ever talk about. And so I, and like, and I realize that that is annoying. So I, I kind of empathize with Kefir of like, of only having one thing to talk about with someone. <laughs> Do you have uh, that? I'm sure that's not true. I feel like I have it a little bit where it's like, depending on the person, I'm like, this is that one thing we talk right. about. But right. like, I feel like it's mutual where I try to not to have just one thing that I'm talking about. Like if they want to change the subject, I can talk about right. something else. But definitely I have a couple of relationships where it's like, no, we have one subject just and like one the, subject. An only. easy go to. Yes. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Often podcasting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Often this exact activity. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, so Fry has a good line here where he's like, Oh my God, like if Leela had let us use the backup dolly, we could have broken it, given up and gone <laughs> home by now. <laughs> yeah. And then Zap is going to say here that he would never be so mean to his crew. All he demands of his crew is their complete loyalty and they can just sit around drinking beer in their underpants if they want to. Yes, makes a lot of sense of how he rose to power with the crew that he had. Yes, it comes off as very charismatic to them. because He's just like, oh my God, like I would never. Like you could just drink beer in your underpants and Bender goes beer and Fry says underpants. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this was, I think they're at this point, they're like hiding in a cave from high gravity rain, which was some more good animation of the the gravity planet of like the rain just pelting them. Yeah, (laughs) it's like they get hit by a bullet or something. Yeah. Yeah. And so Kiff is really enjoying this situation, but then the guys all come in and they're like, this is a mutiny. And like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And they accuse Leela of failure to prevent a mutiny. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, they throw her in the laundry room slash brig, which I love later in the episode. Zap tells them to take his clothes to the laundry brig. Yes. The laundry brig really tickles me as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And so we discover here that Zap is going after his sworn enemy as the neutral planet. <laughs> and he's like, it's time for an epic struggle between good and neutral. And this is where the guys find out that this is going to be a mission where they will die and Zap will have ejected wearing the only spacesuit. Yes, he says, fly the white flag of war. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and the neutral guys are like, oh, my God, what's happening? Like, are we going to die? He's like, my gut says maybe. <laughs> <laughs> They go to find Leela to help them, and she immediately realizes that this probably means that Zap is about to kill them all, and Kif wants to stay with Leela, and Zap's like, no, I found a children's spacesuit you can wear, and Leela so just sad. like shoves him into it. Yeah, the children's <laughs> spacesuit is like uh, like bright green, it has like stars and spaceships on it. Um, <laughs> it's very cute. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he looks so sad, and it's, it's like, it's perfect in terms of yeah. the animation on the children's spacesuit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and Zap's just like carrying Kif like by the back of his spacesuit. Yeah, is that where we? I didn't really take note of like where we end with with Kif and Zap. Is that is Zap? Is that where we where we end with them? For now, yeah. There's going to be the little epilogue on the episode, but in the meantime, Leela is going to yes. discover that the steering is broken, and she's like, "Okay, I can help us get us out of this, but you're going to have to work hard, and I'm going to probably yell at you." <laughs> right. And so they have to put all of the dark matter into one engine. And the neutral guy says, if I don't make it, tell my wife hello. <laughs> yes, a, a beige alert. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so they manage to get away. Fry is very happy because now no one has to be punished for the mutiny. And then there is a moment where they're like trying to decide if this is grounds for Zap to be reinstated as whatever he is, whatever his title is by right. Dupe. No, yes, this rambling story of magic and heroism is true. Even the parts of my female incompetence, the stuff that made no sense. And yeah, Leela agrees to this because she wants to get rid of Zab. Right, just get him out of her, her hair. Yes, exactly. Like the professor is like, yes, that's right. Like tell them the truth so that he can keep working with us forever. Lots of like great demonstrations of failing upward of just like that, that's probably the best part about zap is that you can like yes. totally see how this guy that doesn't know what he's doing has just like found a way to be so aggravating that he can like work around the system well exactly yeah that's failing upward is exactly right because he gets completely restored to his rank and parking privileges and then back at the office brian bender asks for time off leela says yes professor overrules it and they're like let's mutiny <laughs> I am. That's that episode. I think that's a fun one. I think maybe I liked it better than the last one. Yeah, I think so, too. I think overall, it feels like we're kind of in the groove. I mean, between the Storm Factory, these last two have been pretty good. I know the first Santa one is coming up, which uh, I at least remember as being iconic. I don't remember if it's yes. good iconic or bad iconic, but yes. it's very memorable. So yeah, season two is is doing well so far. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a good one. And the next episode is going to be actually no first winners and losers <laughs> I, I thought about this one in between our recordings because i never write it down i think the winner i think for me the winner is going to be the neutral people because they were able to remain perfectly neutral which is like their only goal <laughs> yes yes that's a good one i think maybe leela she eventually gets now they appreciate her more yeah. i guess that's a pretty big win to like get more respect of your crew mm-hmm and then losers, I think, uh, Kif. <laughs> Got, gotta be Kif. I mean, nothing goes right for him. And even the people that that are kind to pretty much everyone else are unkind to Kif. Like, even our <laughs> beloved crew cannot stand Kif. Yeah, even at one point, Kif's like, I want to stay with Leela. She listens to what I have to say. And Leela just, like, shoves the space helmet yeah. on him. 
no yeah. no Kiff and Amy in this in this episode, which is interesting because they really set that up yeah. in the Titanic episode. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so we haven't gotten far enough along yet, I guess, for them to realize they need to use it again. So right. next week's episode is called Ahead in the Poles. Ahead in the Poles. I'm going to say that it is some political episode. And maybe this is a mom episode. Like maybe mom is mm-hmm. running for political party of some sort. Seems like we haven't had her for a while. Mm-hmm. Kind of vaguely remember for being involved in politics in one way or another. So I'll go with that. Okay. I am going to now give you more information, which may change your answer. Yes. Ahead is two words. Uh, okay. So... It might not change your answer, but just out of curiosity. I mean, the the like Richard Nixon head is maybe the most prolific like head in a jar character in Futurama. So maybe something to do with him. Interesting. All right. Well, tune back in next week and we'll see what you uh, if you are right or not. Alex, (laughs) where can people hear more from you or where can people reach out to us? People can reach out to us at Pod of Tomorrow on Twitter and Pod of Tomorrow at gmail.com. Go ahead and send in comments, feedback. Yeah, again, ratings on iTunes in particular, I think would be super helpful. So, so if you're in front of your computer right now, you're listening to my voice, just open a new tab, just Google Pod of Tomorrow and leave a rating. It's easy. It's easy. It's perfect. If you're listening, if you're on not the in podcast, front of your computer. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So. Incredible. Yes. And if people want to hear more from me, you can find me over on Bojack Horsepod. We are on a brief hiatus right now, just until beginning of September. So you don't have to wait too long. Lots of time for you to catch up on the last, you know, 80 episodes of the podcast. You can also find me over on Post Show Recaps talking about what we do in the shadows with the great Grace Leader. A couple more episodes of that. Been a very fun season so far. Do you think you'll be able to get the creator of what we do in the shadows? Is that, a, is that Jermaine? Taika Waititi. Oh, it's Taika. Yeah. <laughs> And and Jemaine. Jemaine was also very involved. I can't remember. They have some role in the adaptation of the like the TV show adaptation, but I don't think they're as involved as they were in the movie, but they do make the occasional appearance in the show, which is very fun. Yeah. Well, maybe they're listening. I would die if I was speaking to Taika Waititi. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Incredible. But yes. So join us again next week for a season two, episode seven. Uh, that's right. <laughs> so I like had in the polls. Uh, Ahead in the falls. Until then, (laughs) bye. Cool. Bye.